Hello, everyone. Today we are here, the three of us, me, uh, Dr. Katrin Rossi, and Hubert with us. Uh, we are starting a, a new series around here, and we're going to be analyzing an incredible session that, that Dr. Katrin Rossi did with Hubert. The session is a part of a bigger project where we were trying to inspired by the work of Dr. Milton H. Erickson together with Aldous Huxley. We were trying to uh, enhance the creativity uh, within Hubert, who is a writer, um, by uh, going through series of experiences, uh, through series of hypnotic sessions. Uh, and we're going to be watching the session performed by Dr. Katrin Rossi. That's exactly correct. And the idea is that we want to be able to enhance the creativity for all the psychotherapists that are watching this. We do quite a detailed analysis, the three of us, of, uh, and you can experience your own response to these things. And hopefully it's going to spur on an, uh, a tremendous amount of creativity for psychotherapists. And it's it's been just a, a pleasure and an honor working with Hubert. He's quite a gem. True, I, I can confirm that. Hubert, would you like to add something? Hello everyone, I'm Hubert and I'm a writer, but I have a problem, the biggest problem a writer could have. I am not able to write and that was my problem and with Jasiek we decided to follow the footsteps of Milton Erickson and Aldous Huxley of their experiment of trying to enhance the creativity. There was eight sessions with Jasiek and then a very interesting session with Dr. Katrin Rossi in which we uh, enhance our creativity. We talked about it and we visited some very interesting parts of our minds and of 90s and, <laughs> and the early 20s. So if you want to go with us on that adventure and uh, hear a lot of things about creativity, writing process, uh, old school rock and heavy metal music and other stuff that uh, spontaneously comes uh, through our mind because of the hypnotic sessions, feel free to follow our voice. Exactly. So there's going to be rock and roll there's gonna be heavy metal there's gonna be deep experiencing detailed analysis and a lot of fun attached to all of it right so be sure and join us exactly so have fun with us on that project welcome to experiencing consciousness my name is Jan Liba. and i'm dr Catherine rossi we're happy you're here All of okay, us are doing here. it now. Okay. Okay. So, so I gonna I gonna switch off my camera and my microphone. I'm there. I'm all the time. I'm with both of you, but I'll be uh, like a phantom. Um, so, do do anyone do any one of you has any questions to me before I uh, gonna uh, depart? I've never used pen before, but I just pinned Hubert. And um, uh, 
so he's big on the screen. Okay, let me check if I can. Okay. <laughs> so I don't know what it means to pin. It's the first time. It's my, it's also... only the second time I use Zoom, so I will not help too much with the technical issues because uh, I am a beginner. Oh, yes, you know, I, I mean... um, it's easy. There's never any stress. It's that, you know, we do the best we can. And, you know, if something happens and then we do it again. Of course. And so there's um, it's just uh, no no stress whatsoever. So my questions here are, uh, Dr. Katrin Rossi, you're saying things like. Uh, you, you you are telling him that uh, generally that everything's gonna be okay and that if anything we're gonna start do, do it again and so on. So my question is if this is just to to give Hubert a proper kind of safe space, or are those also suggestions for the future trans states, like you know, suggestions for coming down or things like that. Well, it's compassion, firstly, but secondly, it's seeding that um, generally speaking, the first words that a client says um, are the indication of what it is that we're going to be doing. Mm -hmm. And so I, um, I think along the lines of seeding and um, and so in in going into the truth, which is also extremely important, is there's zero manipulation, but there's the planting the seed. Mm -hmm. And uh, by those things, uh, what when when you did that, what was your you know conscious intention? I mean, to see to see what the calm, the trans state as as a state, or something something else down there. Well, it's all kinds of things, you know, it's mm -hmm. to create a rapport, you know, firstly, that, um, that, you know, a rapport to create a connection, to create mm -hmm. the place of safety. You can be who you are here. You know, you don't have to do anything, um, you know, that just, it's just as it comes to you. So it's primarily in creating a connection that is real and that is compassionate, but is also seeding that we're in for something that that you haven't done before is the implication mm -hmm. and isn't also isn't it also that when you say that you don't need to do anything isn't there an implication that something else is gonna do it for you like your unconscious mind for example that you consciously don't need to do anything now well you know i, I just like to leave it at um planting a seed Okay. And um, when you plant a seed, you don't know if it's going to grow. The seed doesn't have to grow. You know, it's um, I don't have expectations about that. It's just you, you know, you put it out there. You know, you plant a seed and then you see, you know, what what will happen. Okay, so we're going to see what will happen. Okay. All right, so let me go further. And by the way, uh, in my experience Wait. as a mountain mountain guide, it's very often that people are worried, for example, that they will have to do something that I didn't tell them and it will be difficult and they might fail or something, even uh, before going on a boat or something. 
and when they know that there is absolutely nothing that they should do they are feeling quite quite good but uh, sometimes they think that uh, for example they will go on the boat even though somebody's rowing for them they think that maybe there is something they don't know that they will have to do something in a, a correct time and they are not aware what and they might be afraid of that so so uh, so when I heard that I don't have to do anything in particular, I stopped worrying that maybe there's something that I've forgotten that I had to, in a correct time, I have to do some special thing. And I don't, uh, and I don't know, I might be stressed uh, about this kind of stuff. So that's, that's useful. When you said that, I mean, isn't that actually cool? Because Hubert is actually saying to us that what you did to him or what you said to him actually uh, launched his own private associations, uh, unconscious and conscious associations with the situation, with his own personal experiences uh, connected to tour guiding and stuff. And so, you know, his experiences of providing uh, safety to his customers and stuff. Am I correct, Hubert? Yeah, exactly. This is what the kind of stuff before rafting, for example, what I tell them. Yes, mm -hmm. for sure, there is nothing you have to do. There is nothing you've forgotten about. There is nothing uh, that can go wrong because if you're doing it first time, <laughs> like that. Cool. I mean, you know, I, I so so many times I say it, I I try to you know explain that to my students that actually hypnotic suggestions or anything else connected with with hypnosis actually what what works down there is launch that 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 it launches persons hypnotic subjects whatever you you want to call the person uh, private private associations that actually build the experience and this is the pure so so such a pure example wouldn't you say Dr. Katrin Rossi? Mm -hmm. That's why I thought it was important to talk about this in the beginning and uh, it, that this sort of thing will be repeated, you know, throughout the throughout the time in various ways in planting the seeds and whatnot. So in so in this way, in this particular time, you are actually building a framework or therapeutic framework or hypnotic framework that say, that says you are safe here. You don't need to worry about anything, and things will happen by themselves. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Very nice. And I'm gonna hit this. Okay. Now I see both of you. I hope that this will be enough. And let me just. Where is it? Okay, so do 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 anyone here has any questions to me, or do you need anything from me before I gonna go into the oblivion? I don't think so, Hubert. Probably no. <laughs> okay, so both of you take care. If you need me, I'm still here, oh. but I'll be quiet. Okay. So um, it's nice to meet you and. Um, Jan was saying, you know, there's different directions that we could take today. We could take the direction of having a session yes, and then talking about your project, or we could talk about your project and then, you know, have a session. It's really what pleases you. Uh, I think we can start a bit about uh, talking about the project and have uh, the backstory and the context and then 
and then if you would like we can have a okay. session and i will be honored all right to have it. okay so to me pretty interesting dynamics here at the beginning um uh, apart from me saying that i'm going into the oblivion i just know thought to myself that i also may 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 kind of put a bit into the preparation phase for the induction because that may may have launched some um some some kind of associations as well but apart from that uh after saying nice to meet you uh, uh you say to hubert that you can that you can go in different di directions and you say that we can have a session first and then the pro and then talk about the project or talk about the project first and then have session and by that you are actually cover some possibilities and my my idea i mean my reflection is that you are uh, that by that you may also you you might wanted to say to hubert that we're going to do two things today and we're going to take care of both of them we're going to talk about your project and we're going to do something else something else than then the project is going to happen also and then you say to him it's your it's up to you it's your choice so another thing that happens in here in this small kind of uh, part of the conversation in this pre-hypnotic stage in my i mean my impression is isn't that the first place that you actually place the burden of responsibility for the process of the of of that experiment of that of that experience onto hubert's shoulders Absolutely. But um, because, you know, the, the my favorite paper of Erickson was uh, 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 the burden of effective responsibility for psychotherapy and that that belongs to the client. And so if I'm doing everything, then uh, Hubert is, is learning nothing. He's experiencing nothing. And I'm here in service to him. It's not about me. It's not about if I have an agenda or not. It has nothing to do with that. It's really focused on what's interesting him at the time and the direction that he wants to go to. And this is true in every psychotherapy session I do. Cool. Thinking if I may want to add something to it. I I would have question for you, Hubert. Uh, did you actually notice that that um, this was the this was the time where uh, responsibility for choices for deciding you know what to do and stuff was actually uh, given to you? Yes, because uh, depending on what I chose, it will the the all everything will have a uh, different dynamics. If I choose to go right away into uh, the hypnosis we will basically start with that and mm -hmm. uh, after that what uh, my, me saying about the project and the context after being in a trance i will probably say it, uh, quite different things uh, than when i was saying in advance like like my story will prepare the trance and then the other way around so i know that it was it was giving me the choice of how i want the whole story to go <laughs> in which kind of dynamics so that was nice. So it's basically you felt uh, more like more freedom of choice and that deciding actually which way you want this process to go. 
yeah and actually actually more or less the what i was a bit worried that when we will start uh by uh, doing the session it will be like more generic it will be not more not as related to me and my previous experience as it is when i was able to share the context in front and probably some people are not that uh interested in the context or stuff they, they just want the real deal to happen <laughs> right away so so some people will prefer it the other way around so so it was making the whole session go into the way that suits me and what's my my like uh, personality <laughs> so it also enabled uh you to have your needs met in a more detail detailed way isn't that right yeah and it was it was nice for me that i knew i knew that after saying this this uh, um like a introduction it will be the session will be more personal it will be more related to me not not the more generic uh, session with a random person like <laughs> mm-hmm. and one more there's, thing mm-hmm. okay well there's another aspect of of understanding ultradian theory and when i'm sitting down for the first time with a client there's usually 15 20 minutes that goes by of um uh talking about other things in and in this case because there was um that this is a project you know this is an experiment and so um that this time this you know this ultradian time of um of approximately 20 minutes that he used it well and then um, after about 20 minutes, typically then a person is ready to go into trance. So tell me about the um, tell me about your project. Uh, the project was uh, that um, it was basically focused on uh, lost ability to write things uh, because I I used to be quite okay writer I must say in a in a Polish and it it was something very natural to me but at some some time in the uh, in my life uh, during after releasing one novel and one uh, one uh, non-fiction book I found myself working a lot as a as a tour guide as a mountain guide having my own company and then I discovered that any work or any activity connected with writing is like exhausting to me and I am actually absolutely un, un, unable to do it uh, uh, but not because I don't have ideas because I have like a lot of ideas but I am able only to write them down and to have like a full story as an idea but I'm physically un, un, like uh, incapable of sitting and writing stuff and that was the main focus that we that we mm-hmm. started but uh, in the end i think that uh, w- we also unblocked a bit of other things <laughs> actually mm-hmm. uh, th- because uh, the problem that i didn't actually realize is that uh, i was i don't know having kind of um, an idea about writing and stuff like uh, something that I must do as as a thing that if I don't do it, uh, it it is a very big problem to me like that I'm wasting time doing anything other and that this is activity that I really really have to have to do 
and the blockades were about uh, probably connected a bit about uh, uh, lack of uh, like self um, lack of thinking about how others will think about this uh, uh, like what clients will say if it's good enough or is it really the exactly the thing what I wanted to write and uh, Yashik was uh, during the project make me think about it more like a side hobby which I don't have very big expectations about and I don't have very big uh, uh, things connected to that like not an ambition to turn it into another work because I already have <laughs> at least few jobs to do and uh, and I didn't have space in my mind for another work uh, but right now I am actually able to do it uh, Except for that, I also I still have problems, but not uh, with absolutely the other things uh, than than it used to be. Before that, I was really sitting and struggling and like physically hurting, trying to to actually write down all the ideas that uh, that I had. And right now, I also not don't write very often, but uh, it is mostly because I'm a bit lazy, addicted to internet, <laughs> unfocused, <laughs> and have other stuff to do. But when I do uh, feel nice, I sit and I'm really capable of doing it the same way as uh, as I used to. Uh, it's a very nice way for me to chill out. Even before that, I was thinking it about uh, like a exhausting thing that that will drain all of energy from me. And now it's uh, like my thing that I use for for chilling out and for having uh, having good time. And actually, I think that uh, uh, the things which I write now are, are are good, are just on the same level as it used to be. I, I found a great joy about it. But also, also there was a um, one plot twist, <laughs> one very interesting plot twist that maybe uh, Jan didn't mention before. After working uh, during the experiments with all of my uh, different kinds of blockades and different kinds of uh, uh, things that uh, I don't know stopped me from from doing what I want, uh, in the end. Uh, my life changed a lot because actually after long, long, long struggles, uh, me and my fiancé will be parents. <laughs> uh, just just in the end, just after, in, in the end, after a lot of the sessions, we discovered that, uh, yes, a long time struggles that we didn't know what why they are not working. It's, it, they actually do work. And now I know I will have another hobby, <laughs> which <laughs> will be probably even more um interesting and, and needed a little more focus but yes in the end in the end I started a project about uh, trying to become writer again and right now I, I ended up as a ho as a hobbyist writer who will become a father <laughs> well congratulations so, and so I, everything goes smoothly for this joyful experience yes Yes, and of, but of course it didn't end up like that miraculously. I I am focused all the time and I can uh, work a lot of things. I'm still a bit lazy. I'm still do a lot of procrastination. I'm still quite addicted to reading on the internet a, a lot of stuff that that grabs my attention. Fortunately, not the worst things in the internet, but this like middle one, like like you know going from Wikipedia article to another one and and reading just about some random things from the history. But mm -hmm. it's it is okay. And uh, and it helped a bit uh, with my work because I was also mm, on the website of my tour company. It was very hard for me even to describe the 
the day that oh, we will wake up, go to the mountains, visit the town and so on. Even that was for me a big uh, mm -hmm. uh, struggle to, to write. And right now I'm doing it like casually, like I don't even think about it. It just it just goes through the mm -hmm. fingers the, <laughs> on mm -hmm. the things. So, so actually the experiment was very interesting. Uh, some things I still don't understand and I think that maybe with Jan when I will be able to write it down he will explain a bit to me what uh, what actually happened sometimes I don't even know if I was in a trance or I wasn't in the trance or 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 what was it <laughs> so mm -hmm. so it wasn't for, for me it was a um, how to say an interesting time of of the life actually <laughs> so my question is uh, to you Dr. Katrin Rossi I mean Hubert actually says a lot of uh, different interesting things here, and yes, actually, actually, I must mm -hmm. say I am absolutely impressed that you uh, were, were able to follow this story and to uh, understand it. Because when I listen to it right now, I I, I hear like a total chaos <laughs> of my uh, vocabulary and and uh, and the plot I was talking about. And some Polish Polish idioms translated directly into English that absolutely are not don't uh, mean what I wanted. <laughs> but but I'm 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 impressed that you actually were able to follow <laughs> this story. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, so so my question is, I mean, uh, what was your? I mean, when you when you listen to it now, uh, and maybe you can also recall. Um, what was your thinking at that time? What were you thinking would be uh, useful? What what could be utilized? And how how do you actually you know kind of put all this into a? How do you understand uh, the case of Hubert? I mean, what can be done? How, how, you know what what you took from all those informations from all these details? What was important? How? What was your strategic kind of thinking in here, or you know, any kind of thoughts, ideas? Well, I, uh, you know, I I listen and take it in, and actually, you know, Hubert, you spoke very well. You know, it's not um, when you're speaking just about your life versus being able to write. Um, you know, it, it comes out a little bit differently, and I thought you did a really good job. So. So what I was hearing in the beginning was this vacillation on writing. It's easy, it's difficult, um, it's physically exhausting, it flows. I was hearing a lot of both sides of, um, of the spectrum of that, you know, or both sides of the coin, which is really honest because we aren't all one way or another. There are these kinds of vacillations that go that go on. And uh, and I noticed he was moving a lot. Um, and so that that was going into the back of my mind. And then there was a couple of things of, uh, you know, making mention about, you know, being lazy, procrastinating, addicted to the internet. And I'm thinking, hmm, this is interesting. I, I wonder what's gonna you know happen with this. And um, and so that was just going on in the back of my mind of a lot of movement and then um, uh, the ability for for him to distract himself from getting other things done and then, you know, interpreting it as being like sometimes lazy and procrastinating. Howsomever, 
when he spoke about this upcoming baby and and as it was leading into it, the joy was so huge. And I wanted to know, it's like, well, you know, when you're going to do a psychotherapy session, you're not going to start with the joy, right? You know, but I I had this, this sense that, um, that this incredibly joyful, uplifting person has a few things to work through, but who he is in his heart of hearts is this like incredibly joyful person. So I was really excited. So you know, to, to sp more specifically answer your question, mm -hmm. Jan, um, information gathering. Okay. That you know, it's not it's not necessarily that anything strategic was going on in my mind, mm -hmm. but I was gathering information and to try to, um, you know, to wonder really, um, what 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 might be useful, and again, I was really listening carefully for um, uh, uh, really what is the problem? Is there a problem? That sort of thing. I was listening carefully for that. And uh, the problem was not really defined within that exchange. But um, but I knew for sure, and this, this really was a strategy, is that when there is a first baby coming into the world of new parents, they need support. And so I, I really was wondering, how can I weave in support of this new baby how can I weave that into the therapy? Mm -hmm. Okay, so that was one thing. How and how was how how uh, how do you uh, how would you interpret or if you were able at that time to interpret the the fact that he uh, while talking about his difficulties writing and the procrastination and stuff he was moving all uh, all a lot and you know being so energetic at the same time is that uh, like you know isn't is there an ambiguity down there or you know and if if yes or not how to view it well you know um i think it's going to come out in a couple of minutes <laughs> um you know in in our dialogue together but i was um I was looking at characteristics associated with attention deficit disorder, which I have renamed personally attention variability and I don't have disorder on it. But there's, it's just, it's a way of processing information in a person's life. And, um, and to be honest with you, and I thought, hi, huh, I've got really got that, got this little hypothesis and, you know, I'm never going to be able to know for sure because we're not like, um, I haven't done testing, you know, we're not face-to-face, -face, et cetera. But uh, I was beginning to wonder that. And I was thinking about all of the great things associated with attention deficit. And uh, so I was, I was actually really excited about it. And so that was, you know, again, listening, listening, listening of, um, uh, and that if that were part of his makeup, how I could help him to see that as a superpower. So I and to go along with his joy. 
So um, those were the thoughts that were entering my mind. Okay, so eventual reframing, and actually you saw the the uh, the ADDS or ADHDs uh, as an asset uh, as worth utilizing and thinking about. Oh, absolutely, mm -hmm. absolutely, and I mean, in this respect, I'm. Uh, well, I don't know how unique I am, but I'm always looking for the positive in anything. And um, so I can usually find the positive in things, but particularly um, in ADD. Mm -hmm. And as, I, as I've heard, you've got your own experience in that. Oh, yes. I mean, I, you know, um, I legitimately have this diagnosis and um, I'll tell you what. And now that, that I've known it for like 30 years, but I was a full full grown adult, you know, when it was discovered, it's like, oh, that makes sense. Like all of this time in school and things like that and, and whatnot. And uh, so I was not upset when I got diagnosed with it. I was relieved. And, um, and uh, anyone that has, uh, almost anyone that has ADD, they have the ability to hyper-focus. And so you can really get things done when you hyper-focus, but you can't, uh, things that are boring, you know, it's really hard to, to focus on and you look for a lot of distractions. So, um, so some of that, you know, was coming from, you know, personal experience and personal knowledge with it. And, um, and, and again, you know, that, that I see it as positive. And I try to see any diagnosis as what are the positive aspects of it. For instance, when there's a depression diagnosis, that that person has an uncommon ability for uh, sensitivity. So it's a question of how do you use the best of being depressed? How do you use the best of being anxious or whatever it is that that it's not all that down, terrible, you know, I have a diagnosis. So, oh my God, it's going to follow me a lifetime. I like to pull out the positive aspects of it. And so that's me in general. And but uh, but I can make ADD sound so good that you want it. <laughs> yeah, you'll be able to sell it. No, you know, I mean, well, it's the sort of thing that 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 uh, really, I mean, you see the joy that's in me, and you see the joy that's in Hubert. Um, that uh, uh, this is not uncommon for people that have ADD to somehow have this abundance of joy, if they haven't been smashed down, you know, for uh, all the things they can't do. How was it in your case, Hubert? Have you been smashed down by all the things you cannot do or were you embraced by all the cool things you can do? Or was it neutral or was it somewhere in between? It was quite, as you see, I got quite excited when I was talking. So I was most focusing about if my story makes any sense or or if I, uh, yeah, but I was hyped for the, for, I was hyped for the, and other next part you were what sorry i was hyped like uh, i had a hype for that uh, i was uh, looking forward <laughs> to to continue okay cool all right so let's go back to the session well that sounds wonderful because you know ultimately that um i'm happy to tell you that um oops
This is my cat, Ruby. <laughs> um, that that uh, this is just you know a, a joy. I have no expectations, no requirements, you know, that sort of thing. That what happens is what happens. What you do with it is what you do with it. So um, I just, you know, I'm going to um, encourage her to be elsewhere. <laughs> okay. My my dog is already, <laughs> is already missing me <laughs> elsewhere. So here you already start building both of you rapport based on something that's common you both have animals but before before ruby actually entered the scene few important things uh, or in between sorry uh you talk about uh, joy and you put it together with no expectation and you say to hubert whatever you do you will do you know things like that uh whatever so whatever happens uh, happens so there's I mean a lot of freedom connected with joy and no expectation is that build uh, further building the the framework or you know what is it in this case now uh because I said similar words right in the beginning in this case I was talking to his unconscious mind and I was noticing that um um slight differences very slight differences in rate of speech where he was talking slightly slower he wasn't talking slowly it was just slight and so i was i was um seeing that um that uh, there was it was like a, a pre-time of entering in trance and um so I wanted to reiterate again that whatever happens, it's going to happen. And um, so also the positive expectations of that. Mm -hmm. So you are actually uh, seeding here the idea or, you know, or naming the, the, the cues for or signals that for the fact that the trance state actually actually emerges somewhere mm -hmm. it was close okay trance was close there then he wasn't in trance but it was uh, the the i call it the prodromal signs of it that it was inevitable okay did you, Hubert? Have you? Uh, did you? Did you actually notice that at at this moment? Have you felt that something is like altering, or was it, you know, just in a preface? Mm, no, at this moment I was feeling like uh, having a conversation. <laughs> okay, cool. So it was. So it was mainly indirect. Uh, then. Yeah, I was feeling like like during uh, chatting. Mm -hmm, cool. Slow, uh, delicate alterations that were uh, somehow facilita facilitated and supported, right? And also by that uh, directed, because if you if you focus on something and you uh, enhance it, some, somehow you kind of di di direct the situation in that particular way. Isn't that right? Indirectly. Um, yes, that, that there's another aspect of this, and that is that that um, when you go in to do 
psychological work, particularly in, in trance, there's two sides to it. And um, one side is generally really difficult. Mm -hmm. And then there's the other side of it. And with Hubert, the other side of it was so prominent that to strengthen that helps to give more courage to the the depth of working through. So um, so I was kind of thinking along those particular lines because I know you know Jan, you're really interested in you know strategy of you know why uh, why does one do what they do? And so mm -hmm. in this case, as I was making the anticipation of not even knowing what difficulties we might, you know, enter, but having that strength on the other side of the solidness of the joy. This was another episode of our Experiencing Consciousness podcast. Thank you for being with us. Thank you, Jan. You're the best. Be well, be happy, celebrate life. 